All right. Episode 31 of the Itty Bitty Podcast. Um, I don't know why I always sound so weird when I do those intros. I just don't know what else to say. Um, I'm Perry Phillips. Welcome to the Itty Bitty Podcast. Uh, this week, my guest is Sheikh Mashadi, and we're continuing on to talk about esports. So this is part two. If you haven't heard part one, go check out part one. It's more of a general overview. Um, if you're a fan of the Itty Bitty Podcast, make sure you head over to ittybittypodcast.com so you can find the show on your preferred platform. So if you I haven't been as up on keeping it up on YouTube as I want to, my internet's been garbage and I've been trying to get them to fix it. Um, but I definitely have to get that stuff up to date and I've been having some issues. I recorded some stuff with video and I, but I don't know if it came out. I'm just still trying to work on that. So I'm behind on my stuff. So I apologize, but definitely get over there and check out the show on your preferred platform. Also check out choice tongues only. That's our other show. That's weekly. Um, that's more of a laid back. We don't really have a set topic. We just kind of catch up on the week and talk about music, sports, you know, kind of whatever's in the news. So, um, and uh, so yeah, so since this is part two, go check out part one. Um, uh, definitely, definitely a lot of information. It was more of like an overview. This one we talked more about like um, I didn't want to keep it the same shit as as part one, so I wanted to make sure it was fresh with some new stuff. So we talk about more specific subset sections of esports. So we have a little bit more detail about that. We talk cheating in esports, including like Adderall usage. And we also talk about top10esports.com, which is Shake's website. So it was an awesome interview. Um, definitely worth checking it out. Uh, this is not part two of our look at esports. It's the Itty Bitty Podcast. It's anything but. And it starts now. Welcome to the Itty Bitty Podcast. So, Shake, thank for you. Thank you for coming on the Itty Bitty Podcast. Um, we, we're doing a couple episodes here about esports, just because I'm interested in esports and it's something that I want to learn more about. Um, a little bit about my background. I've talked about this on the show here before, but I'm a casual gamer, so I'm not somebody who's you know getting into games to 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 play in tournaments and right. win money or anything like that. But I do see how big esports is getting, and um, I'd be lying if I. Uh, if I wasn't um, trying to jump on the bandwagon and 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 learn more about it, so thank you for coming on the show. Um, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about who you are and and what your background in, in with video games is, and then we can kind of get into how you got into esports. Yeah. Um, so first and foremost, I guess I'm a gamer. I, I guess if you really want to call it that. I'm passionate about video games, and I'm extremely you know I'm I'm lucky to get a job where I can talk about video games for a living. Um, I'm a first and foremost, I'm a journalist. I write mainly just news and topics that come up on a website called Top Ten Esports. Um, we're relatively new, but we're putting out content as much as we can, following different events and different games such as Apex and League of Legends and 
whatnot. Um, primarily, I'm a League of Legends writer, but I also follow certain uh, fighting games such as um, Smash and uh, Street Fighter, mainly uh, those games. Um, I've been playing video games for as long as I can remember. I think ever since I was, um, I don't know, like eight, nine years old. Um, and my like fondest memory of playing video games is when my uncle bought me a PSP and um, I've played like PlayStation. I've been a PlayStation fan for a long time that I discovered video games online and been playing online PC games since then. You know, opting between PC and PS PlayStation games. So you're a PlayStation um, gamer. Yeah. Hmm? You're a PlayStation uh, fan. That's what you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been playing PlayStation for a very long time. I uh, I don't do it very much anymore, but you know, I used to be a huge PlayStation fan. I'm a PlayStation guy myself. I played uh, the first PlayStation when it came out. I remember that was like. It was, I remember seeing the ad and it was in like KB Toy Works. I don't even think those are around anymore, but it was in a KB Toy Works and they had ads for it and it was like the next best, best console. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing, I think it was, uh, what was that first, what was one of the first fighting games they came out for? Was it Soul Calibur? No, not Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur came out earlier, but I don't think that was, was it, it was, um, shit, I'm like fucking up the name, the name with the T, it starts with a T. I know I'm going to. Uh, Tekken Tekken that there we go it was when like the first Tekken was coming out and then those graphics were Mm -hmm. like game changing and they've come a long way since then um but I yeah that's funny that you said that you're a PlayStation guy I just had that memory flash into me um and you said you're into fighting games as far as um what is some of the stuff that you cover in your email you said FGC is that that's I looked real quick that's fighting game community yeah, FGC stands for the Fighting Game Community, yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what... Why don't you start with League of Legends? Because I want to I wanna mm. talk a little bit like more specifically about what, like, what is League, League of Legends? Why should people be interested in it? Um, I've heard that it's a little bit different from other esports, and I'm mm. sure you'll probably tell me why. But um, so yeah, I, I, why don't you go ahead and t- tell us a little bit more about what League of Legends is? Because I hear that a lot. Sure. Um, League of Legends is a MOBA, which stands for um, massively online or massive online battle arena, which is um, basically it's a five v five where you and your team have to face off against the, the opponent's team, try to take down all the towers and destroy the enemy nexus. That's like the most clear-cut version i can give to you obviously there's a lot of nuances to that right um yeah like there's such there's different roles there's different objectives you can take to make the game easier more and more favorable for your side to win um but you know it, it's it's a lot it's a lot more you know it's, it's a lot more nuanced you know um people the reason why it blew up so much is or why people are talking about it so much is because Riot Games have been franchising this game for it to be, or it's modeled after a lot of regular sports or a lot of sports that are that you see every, you know, on TV or if you watch online, you watch it online. Um, it's based off of the NB, like the NBA and the MLB. A lot of the franchising, at least it is. Um, there are teams. We have specific players that are pretty popular and pretty famous for 
being one of the top, you know, top of the game, top of the line, best players in the world. And they face off, they win like crazy amounts of money. Their average salaries are like within the 1%. I'm like, I'm not even joking. Like it's ridiculous how much money they earn. But uh, for uh, a game like that, it, it makes sense since they're earning a lot of money as well. Um, yeah. You're talking about specifically for League of Legends, they're making uh, yeah, yeah. a lot of money. Yeah, a lot of League of Legends players and a lot of esports players in general make a lot of money. Of course, this doesn't apply to all the esports pro players, um, but those players who are sponsored and have like a bunch of uh, people backing them up and a bunch of companies backing them up, obviously they're going to have a lot more money than the, your average Joe who goes to like a local tournament or whatever, you know? And you said that League of Legends is is starting to grow. Um, well, you said you start you're starting here because people are starting to take its model, or because it it took a, it adopted a model. It from took itself. other. It took a yeah pre existing sports models already. Okay, so, so it's it model took, that it's yeah. So it took like real world sports models re- and mm-hmm. and uses it. It's as in that is that in terms of like player structure? Or you're talking about the game itself. Uh, in terms of player structure and company structure and uh, how the game is advertised, you know, um, it's, it's it's there's a lot of similarities between how the games and the teams are advertised uh, when you compare it to regular sports advertisements. You know. So how long has a game like League of Legends been out, and how long? does it usually take for it to catch on? Like I know I had heard about Fortnite and I probably mm-hmm. had come into Fortnite late. Um, I grabbed it, I okay. downloaded it for free on my PS4, jumped into mm-hmm. it. And at that point people were already, you know, it was already the point where you would jump in and just get killed immediately if you didn't know what you were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what, in your opinion, what, at what point does a game, like how long does it usually take for a game to take off like that and become popular? Um, um like a so, game like league, league of legends yeah league of legends is kind of an interesting outlier because it doesn't take very long for a game to just take off right league of legends has been around for like 10 years they celebrated their 10 year anniversary in october 10 years okay um yeah yeah 10 years uh most games they have a like average lifespan of like a, f- a few years like two three years league has a model or has been up in the top esports t- uh, game because they've been able to constantly update the game. Um, they're adding new champions, which players can pick to you know that have different kits and allow them to win the game um, and however they want. Uh, they are changing numbers on certain abilities for certain champions. They're doing this and that. And just overall updating the game, uh, like on a weekly or bi-weekly basis. Um, so they're just trying to keep the game as fresh as possible by creating more and more content. So um, that so they because, do update. So it'll be a game that's been around for a while, but they they are releasing new content for people to to play. Yeah, and yeah. Keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. So what drew you, you to League of Legends? Um, I guess what what was it about League of Legends that led you? Are did you compete when you were when we're talking about League of Legends, or have you just strictly covered it as a journalist? Um, I mean, I I cover you know a lot of things, but mainly League. I fell in love with League of Legends when I was in my freshman year of high school. I was 
bored and I ran out of games to play and I was like, all right, I, there's a free game online. When you're like a freshman in high school, you don't have a lot of money, so you can't spend like 60 bucks on a brand new game whenever you want. Um, so I was like, all right, I'm going to give League of Legends a try. A lot of my friends play it. I might as well. Started playing it. I got absolutely dumpstered by literally everyone, even the bots. I got absolutely <laughs> dumpstered by bots. Um, uh, but I saw, like, my friends took me to, like, I went to my friend's house. And we watched one of the LCS games. LCS is like uh, the North American version of, or just like North American, their pro teams play against each other. Um, and we, I watched one of their games. And I was like, whoa, they're doing so much on the map. I want to do exactly what they're doing. I want to learn how to be one of the best. I want to see what it feels like to be on that top level. So I started playing more and more. And I fell in love with how, even though it was difficult, and had a high learning curve, I was able to grasp some, something slowly and slowly, and I, made, I was making progress, and it showed. And League does a really well, a really good concept, to, or does a really good job of showing that concept to its players. Now, you said you you cover other games as well. Um, mm. League is one that is one that you're you're big into. What are some other t- like styles of games are you, that that you like to cover? Are you somebody that sticks to a specific style? Or is it like anything and everything? Um, you just want to kind of learn about it all and write about it all. I yeah, it's it's more the latter. I want to learn about it all because I'm I'm still pretty new to the whole esports scene, even though I've been covering it for like what, like a, almost a year, almost a year now. Um, but I there's so much more I can I can learn and take in. Um, I cover Hearthstone a little bit as well. It's more of a it's a card game. Um, it's a one on one card game. Um, has its has has its roots in magic, which I also play. Um, there's also you know games like Smash, uh, that fighting game community. There's also like battle royales, which I've taken uh, taken up over the last couple of years. And you've mentioned Fortnite. Another one is Apex, Apex Legends, um, PUBG. Um, let's see, RTSs are a thing, real time strategy games. Those took off in the early 2000s with um, StarCraft and StarCraft II. Um, there's just a lot of like history that I want to be part of and still have to like learn as I go along as a journalist. So how do do you know as a as somebody who's like an insider into esports? How do some like how does somebody go about like let's say a game comes out, you want to get good mm-hmm. at it, you want to play it. Is there a way that people find out, like, do people find out about new games on Steam or do they, is it like just through hanging out on the internet? Like, how do people find out about a game before it gets to the point where it's so popular that, you know, you're, you, you jump in and you just get murdered immediately? Um, it really, you just have to exist on the internet and be part of the gaming, like, have like gaming news come your way it's just being part um, of the community and stuff yeah 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 like we're we're in such an eight we're at such a point in our technology where we have information like literally screaming at us and you just have to pay attention to the whispers and the and the you know the lines and the databases and whatnot you just have to listen to what the things are saying what the internet's saying yeah um, if you just log on to twitch you can like click any of the i guess games there and like see what the pros are doing see what good players are doing yeah you know? if you're be able to see 
if you're not if you're listening to this podcast and you're not sure what Twitch is uh, or oh, yeah. like Steam, it's there's different. Uh, Twitch is more about people playing and streaming, whereas yeah, yeah. Steam is more like where you can get games. Correct? Am I saying yeah. that right? Okay. Um, yeah, I it's when it first. So I was talking about this on a podcast that I did uh, about esports. We're going to do a couple different ones about esports, but mm. uh, when G four, we're talking about the network G four. I remember that network came out and it was like it hit when i was probably early teens um and so i was like pumped because i was big into big into games and you could watch people play games you could watch like industry secrets and then it got to the point where you were seeing video games on youtube and it was kind of Mm -hmm. everywhere and at first i didn't really like i had forgot about g4 and for some reason i just i didn't get the whole obsession with like watching people play games and and now I'm like mm-hmm. I'm I'm fully fascinated by it. I I I always am looking up like if I get get stuck on a game, one it's great to just be able to jump in and watch a video and like if you get I wait yeah. till I get super super stuck before I jump on there, but you know, if you get yeah, stuck, yeah. if you get if you're trying to figure out how to do something, especially if you're somebody who's playing competitively, it, we've we were talking about how it's almost like watching game film for Mm -hmm. other players like you can get anything you want on the internet you can watch and so like why wouldn't people watch video games um and so for me i think that it's starting to like the people that were on the fence about it and are now starting to see that it's it's kind of here to stay so um yeah so what are some of the things that you would be like tasked with writing about as as an esports journalist, like what are some of the like what are some of the articles you've had to write? Um, is it just basically like player movement? Um, you know, going team. Do is there a lot of like team to team switches? And can you tell me any insight into that stuff? Um. So for me, it's mainly about keeping my eyes open for what's going on in the in the realm that I'm focusing on. So for League of Legends, every weekend there's a um, there's a set of games that go on and I have to, you know, watch the game to pay attention to what's happening, see who's getting all the kills, who's dying a lot, who's doing really well, who's doing really poorly, et cetera, et cetera. And then I'm supposed to write about it uh, and then post it. Um, I edit other people's work as well. Cause I'm also an editor. Um, I have to make sure the information that they're writing is correct. I have to write about, I have to make sure that all the things that everyone's saying is, on par of what's supposed to be said. Sometimes I give opinion pieces on certain topics. Um, for example, League of Legends, they were going to release a um, feature called Eternals, which is, if, if you're in CSGO, it's called like stat tracking. It's basically where they you give, you give Riot Games your money, and then they just give you stats, uh, and it's... I didn't. I didn't think it was right. The community thing think goes right, and we. I just made an opinion piece on that, um, and that took off for a little bit. So um, wait, what was happening? So, so basically, Riot Games was trying to cash in on a certain thing. Um, they're trying to. It's a very obvious cash grab, or it seemed very, very much like they were greeting out more than they were trying to appeal to their players, which is kind of like a new thing because Riot Games and most gaming companies are you know for players by players. Um, but this time, it was very obvious that it was a corporate thing. They tried to monopolize, not monopolize, but try to cash grab on statistics, on stat 
on stat tracking. Um, basically, you can pay Riot Games like $5 if you want to see how many kills you get on a certain champion. And that seemed like a super scummy thing to do. It's like, why would you ever pay for something like that? All um, right. Yeah, and you know, I made an opinion piece on it. People agreed with me. Some people disagreed with me. You know, it, it, it's it's the things I write are more of a conversation um, between me and the readers um, and the community. So now, are there? I know that it's esports is still like very much in its infancy. Yeah. Um, now I know there's like in baseball and basketball and and football you have scandals um, quite yeah. regularly. Is that something that takes place in esports as well? Do you have like is that something that you're having to write about too, um, or is yeah, it like absolutely. Um, yeah? Go, uh, sorry, go ahead. I cut you no, off. I'm just I'm just asking if you have any like any short stories you could share, or if you can give it pride any insight into that. Um, um yeah. I th- um so. Unlike baseball, or I guess similar to baseball and a basketball thing in esports, people take like Adderall and like per- performance enhancing drugs where they're able to focus super intensely on a certain game. Obviously, it's not as intense as like, you know, roiding up or whatever, um, but it's it's pulls out the integrity of the game. There are also like aimbots and cheats and hacks that players have um, brought out and like have ruined the integrity of the competition. Um, I can't think of a specific instance. Um, actually, no, I can't think of a specific instance. In India, there was a... I can't believe... It, I can't recall if it was a major or not. Majors are like the finals of a certain game. Um, and there was a... Or maybe it wasn't a major. It doesn't matter. The point is... There was a game going on. Some guy was uploading some aimbot uh, firmware onto the computer that they played on the stage. Um, and then he turned it on mid-game. It's very obvious. That guy and the company got a huge fine. And there was a huge deal about it. It happened sometime early last year. Uh, can't recall exactly the names and the situation or whatever. But I remember that being like a huge deal um, in esports. Uh, for recent days now if they get a huge fine is it like i know especially in professional sports if something happens like a team's accused of cheating or you know they're found guilty of cheating whether it's for performance enhancing drugs or you know player tampering whatever they get found guilty of um Mm -hmm. they take that they usually get the the fines usually not i mean compared to what it's more so like the the the, the basically the the fact that you're being accused of being a cheater that sticks around with you more than the the mm-hmm. financial hit is that the same case as like esports is it one of those things where like yeah you win you take a, a little bit of a, a hit as far as a fine goes um, but you're labeled a cheater and that's more so your punishment than anything else yeah absolutely um, a lot of your reputation especially in esports which is like a it's still a brand new thing right. Like, the earliest instance of, like, an official game was in 1972 at Stanford University, I think, where they had, like, a space war competition. Um, And that was, like, what, 28, 20, so, like, 48 years ago? That's, like, people are 48 right now and, like, have lived through that. And they're, 
like esports is a brand new thing. Um, and if your reputation uh, is really bad this early on, you're more than likely not going to be able to compete in future competitions if you're labeled as a cheater or someone who hacks or you know ex- you know oh like, so if you're like even if it even is like a rumor that you're doing this stuff they won't let you participate well not necessarily if you're able to prove your innocence obviously you're able to um you know i get there's a overwatch pro player her name is giguri um, she was accused of aimbotting, um, and her accusers were like, "If you can prove that you weren't aimbotting, we'll we'll all quit." And then she was able to prove that she wasn't aimbotting, and they all quit. Um, and she got a huge boost in like fans and whatnot because mm, she was cause she was legit. able to prove herself innocent. Um, so the truth is more important, obviously, um, but certainly rumors will have an impact on your career and you know where you land now is that something that happens where people will fuck with other players like try to get them in trouble and and accuse them of you know whether it's hacking or some sort of cheating is that um, something that happens no thing is with video games it's pretty obvious when someone's cheating um especially when it's like a spectator sport when everyone's watching right so it's pretty hard to get away with cheating so are they um, actually when you're saying cheating are they actually like are because i know back in the day i'm thinking of like um like left right left right a b a b star like those type of codes is they're not like inputting codes into these games no no in real time right no 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 um usually for when i say cheating or hacking i mean you're able to get a like third-party software onto the computer or onto their console and then they're able to, what that software does is it allows you, your cursor to move where it's supposed to, where you want it to go, mm. but like without any sort of disturbance or any sort of, you know, um, extra movement, you're able to kill, If for example, CSGO or most shooting games, your skill is dependent on how well you can focus on killing your opponent. Um that computer eliminates all human errors and just does it does it by themselves. You just have to press like the click button, just to press the trigger button. Um, and so are so and you said they're they're like this is part of somebody's either their console or the computer, as it's mm-hmm. and they're bringing their own like equipment. Is that what you're saying? Um, not necessarily. Um, for some tournaments, you. You have to bring your own because they're not equipped well enough. Right. But I think nowadays, um, with how much money is going around for tournaments, uh, like big tournaments, they're able to have their own setups and their own like computers and PCs and consoles or whatever. So cheating is a little bit more difficult. But before the game actually starts, you're allowed to go on your computer, change the settings to how you like it, um, and you can upload certain firmware or hardware i mean software uh into the computer get that software running um and then you know hack away cheat away that's wild i want to talk one more thing like while we're talking about cheating and stuff Uh, you had mentioned adderall i didn't even think like that hadn't even i did a whole interview about esports yesterday and i didn't even think to ask about that 
Um, but I would assume that, yeah, that's like, uh, that must be a huge yeah. problem. That stuff is like, I've taken Adderall before. That stuff is, is fucking meth. That's it's yeah. like, <laughs> that yeah, shit will get yeah. you wired. So I can imagine like if, if people are taking that and playing games, it's got to give you some type of competitive edge. Um, is that something yeah, that they're going to eventually like that they can test for? Um, because what if you're, you're um, a player that's like, Hey, I have ADHD and I'm prescribed Adderall. Right, like, right. You, how do they handle that? So that's where that's actually a lot of conversations going around that right now. Um, cause that's hard to enforce, right? You can't be like, you can't take Adderall. Then it's not fair for the people who actually need it, you know, to focus on things. Right. Um, who need, who need Adderall to like do daily tasks without being distracted. Um, and so there's a lot of conversation going around about how they can enforce that rule without being too harsh on the people who actually do need it. Mm. Um, so I can't give an honest answer because I have no idea how to enforce it. Um, but you know, there's a lot of conversation online about drugs and Adderall and esports and competitive gaming for sure. That's yeah. That's an interesting, I never thought that, uh, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't really think to put two and two together, but yeah, if you think about it, it's yeah, the yeah. same as taking like steroids if you're playing, playing baseball mm-hmm. or yeah, that's wild. Um, now the fighting, the, I want to move on to the fighting game community stuff. Sure. So that's, it almost seems like there's different, not necessarily clicks, um, or tribes or anything like that, but it almost seems like there's different sections or groups of, of gaming communities. Is that what I'm kind of getting? Yeah, that's, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. And so um, well, yeah. tell me a little bit more about the fighting game community. That one looks like it's a big one. I know I've seen like super smash brothers. Um, what mm-hmm. is that just any fighting game or is that a, a specific type of fighting game that they're talking about for that? So FGCs are typically just like a one-on-one uh, tournament thing or game where it's one player versus another player. Uh, there can either be like a roster of characters that can select or one specific character that they select to go against their opponent. Um, in Marvel versus Capcom, that's a fighting game. Um, there's like, it's a three on three where you can switch between characters. Um, and there a lot of the, a lot of the games are different. They all have like their, um, you know, their gimmicks or their own specific rule sets. For example, Smash Ultimate, um, which, like, Smash players get a lot of flack for not being part of the fighting game community, but we include them anyways, because they're not... It just seems mean not to include them. Um, at least I do. Why wouldn't um, they be included? I feel like that's a, a game's a fighting game, no? Yeah, exa- like, exactly, right? Um, a lot of They get a lot of flack because it, it just... For hardcore fighting game players who grew up with um, Street Fighter, uh, like you can compare the two games, right? Street Fighter and and Smash. The only two things that they have in common are just inputs and like just beating your opponent, right? Uh, but other than that, they're like two starkly different games. Um, there's like platforms in Smash, whereas in Street Fighter, it's just like it's like a it's a scrolling fighting game. Um, you know, you can go up and down, whereas you really can't do that in, in Street Fighter. It's more like higher, lower, right. medium. You know, it, it's there's a lot of conversation about what constitutes as a fighting game. Um, 
but yeah what are I, we're gonna i'm gonna go switch to up and do a couple of little random questions um i'm mm-hmm. gonna ask a little bit about you a little bit about esports so we'll kind of mix it up here um what is sure. what's a game that you've noticed that you like wouldn't in a thousand years think would have a big following um but but it does like is there any game that you were like i wouldn't in a million years think that that would be something that people would flock yeah. to but uh i could the minute you asked that question, my mind immediately went to Farming Simulator. That game farming. has such a huge, fo- like huge following. It's absurd. Which um, game is it? Just just fa- any farming simulator? It, it's a specific one. No, no, no. It's it's called. Uh, I think it's called Farming Farming Simulator. Uh, like that's the exact one. It's called. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's just your you play as like a person who drives a tractor around and like moves hay bales, and like farms essentially just farms right um yeah it's it's it has such a cult following i think it's mainly because it's like such a meme um but there is a competitive aspect to it um for i have no idea but it it does so you know there it is (laughs) my yeah my wife plays uh there's some game on her phone that she plays it's like i want to say it's Mm -hmm. called township and uh okay it's it's similar it's like farming type you basically have a yeah, farm yeah. and you have to tend to your farm and it's like i, I mm-hmm. yeah i can't imagine put, sitting on my phone and playing that for hours um all you do is grow crops which i mean <laughs> i can understand it's like super calm and relaxing and you know. yeah I, I guess there's i mean there's there's games for everybody everybody has their own um mm. types of games um so i want to switch gears real quick like i said i'm gonna ask a couple of random questions right now um just that are coming to the top of my head what's a what's one experience that you've had that you might not have had um like let's just let's say you might let's what's the one experience you, you that you've had in being a journalist for esports that you wouldn't have had you know maybe being a fan or sitting on the sidelines is there anything Sorry, I, I, I didn't catch that you were cutting out i apologize no it's okay is there any experience in so i know you said you've been doing esports and journalism journalism for a short amount of time is there any moment mm-hmm. that sticks out to you that like you you don't think would have happened had you not gotten involved in esports like is there that one moment that you realize oh i'm glad that i'm i'm part of this community um yeah there's a difference between being like a casual like before i joined like being a writer i was like a casual player i didn't really i I watched the games on the weekend if i want if i was had nothing else to do um but as a writer and someone who like religiously follows these sports now it becomes more apparent like what the small mistakes are in each of the games um, what the community is like feeling um, at like a specific moment, uh, you can tell. It, it's more of like a, an instinct. You get more of a, a feeling for what the community is like uh, when you're like deep inside. You know, like the heart of it all. When you're able to watch the games, when you're able to consistently see what everyone's talking about, what everyone's looking at what the where the eyes and the focus of esports and or a specific realm of the game is watching um yeah now oh go ahead are you gonna say something you're not able to get that like you're not able to get that sense if you're just a casual player who 
doesn't really follow the game and just plays it regularly. That's, that's all I have. So do you think that there's a difference between like, let's say we've got somebody who's like a super, super mega fan um, and they're always there. Do you think that there's a difference between them and like, I'm trying to think of what the way I want to ask this question. You know what? Scratch mm-hmm. that. I don't think I can. I can word it to the way I. It's, it sounds better in my head. <laughs> it's fine. It's no problem. Sorry about it. Um, but I do want to ask more about you. So, I want to mm-hmm. like what's what's some stuff that you do when you're getting ready to write about something, or like are you are you actively seeking out things to write about, or is it that more like you, the community brings stuff to you and you say, okay, l- let me take a look at this. And then you write something about it. Like, how does your process work for for being a writer? For, for um, it's a little bit of both. Uh, mainly, I seek it out because that's kind of what I like to do, and that yields me the most results. Um, since there's so many things going on in in the world in general, um, if you just look for what you want to look for, you'll be able to find it. Um, if I just like, if I just look up esports and I go to the news tab in Google. Like there's always something, like there's always something going on. There's always something that someone's already written about. There's always something that's breaking, breaking news, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I'm able to find it through there. Sometimes the community kind of brings something to me, um, not like directly, but I'm able to. If I just open the subreddit for League of Legends, I'm able to find something that happened like a few hours ago because everyone's playing the game. Everyone's right. like paying attention to the game. Um, it's being played all around the world, Korea. You know, Europe, China, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so yeah, it, it, for me to find news, I just have to like wake up, go on my computer, and I'll look for what I need to look for, write about what I need to write about. You know? Yeah, it's. I mean, there's like news, like you said, there's news pretty much everywhere. You can anytime I'm like lost for a topic of something to talk about on the podcast, I just jump on Twitter and see what's trending or something, and it's it's pretty easy to find information these days um okay my next question right now what is the in your opinion of course this is your opinion um what's the most overrated game like i know you said the farming simulator is one that you've seen that people will flock to that you weren't ever never thought you'd see but what's it a game that you're like Mm -hmm. people are are all about it and you're like i just don't I, i don't get it I think for me that has to be just like battle royale games, um, because I, I I can I can understand the hype in some aspect, but I don't think it's really that big of a deal. Uh, in my opinion, I think like Fortnite and PUBG sure they're fun to play, but they're hard to follow as a spectator. You can't really follow everyone uh, and and see what everyone's doing unless you have like a hundred different screens it's hard to do that um league of legends there's only like 10 players in any given game so it's pretty easy to follow and they're usually paired off paired up against each other so it's easy to follow and watch the map as it goes along fortnite there's like a huge map and you kind of have to the, the spectator like goes around and watches each different player and it's it's just like a fiesta that i don't really it's difficult to follow that um so you're talking in terms of like for esports and ent- entertainment value, um, 
battle yeah. royale type games. It's funny that you say that because yeah. that's battle royale games got me back like interested in shooting like first person shooters and and I know Fortnite's like a third person you can go back and or both of them you can go back and forth third person first person. But mm-hmm. it got me back into those type of multiplayer online games because I thought that it gave yeah, yeah. me more of a chance, um, mm-hmm. you know, especially to stay in it longer. Because a lot of the like the Call of Duty type games, you get in, and within two seconds you're shot and killed if you're not yeah, yeah. And not good at a lot of times. So it got me I mean, back interested in it. But yeah, if you, thinking from the in terms of like an esports perspective and, and entertaining, mm-hmm. um, I think you're right. Yeah, it would be hard to watch all those people. It'd be it would get like a little bit dizzying to go back and forth if you're switching from screen to screen trying to watch everybody playing so yeah that's a good observation i didn't think about that um this is why we have people on the show to learn new things um Mm -hmm. so what's ideally for you you're you're fairly new on the scene what's like a Mm -hmm. big what's a big grab for you as far as like somebody that you would talk to or like a story that you would be able to get what's what's a a big goal of yours um since it's early in the year i guess we can say it's a new year's goal big Um, goal of mine yeah as far as being an esports writer what what's a big like what's a big get for you is it like a certain player is it a certain coach is it a certain that's a good question actually um i think for me it's being able to talk and interview any of the pros uh, the pro players in, in League of Legends, because I feel like that game's been around for like 10 years. A lot of them are, a lot of people who played since day one are still professional players now. Hmm. Um, and I would love to get some insight on how how the game has changed and how they see the games uh, like now, because obviously back then it's a simpler time. Was, the, the engine for League of Legends was different than it is now. Um, there was only like, there's only so much you could change in a game um, before it comes becomes a completely different one, right? And the league's been around for 10 years. So I would love to get a pro. Specifically, I think I'd like to get someone like Doublelift um, or like, I don't know, Bjergsen, who's been playing around who, for, for a very long time. And I'd love to get their insight on how they see the game back then versus now, you know? So talk to like one of the OGs about that. That's actually a really good answer because you get to see, I mean, I'd like to know too, like, did you know, like a lot of times when you jump on board on something, like I've been a fan of things before just because I'm, I'm the type of person, if I like something, I don't really wait to see if it's going to be trendy or see if other people like it. Mm -hmm. If I like it, I like it. Um, yeah, exactly. But I'm curious to to think if like they did, they knew it would be big, you know, like, like this is mm-hmm. going to be big someday. Um, I'm sure that's not the reason that they're. I'm sure if they're still playing it, it's for the love of the game. But I'm just curious mm-hmm. to know if they had that foresight to be like, this is going to be a monster one day. Mm-hmm. Now, do the original players are they making the money that the the newer people are making now, or are they like just kind of the people that that set the the tone for the the younger people to make money? I think. Um, I mean, I, I don't think that they released their salaries per se. I mean, there's only like speculative rumors, mm. but I'm pretty sure veterans earn a little bit more than the newer players do or the rookies do. Oh, so they do um, get taken care of. Yeah. Okay. 
because obviously they've been around for so long. They're right. Just, you know, yeah, I wasn't sure. I mean, and usually that's the way it works, but I you never know. Yeah, if yeah. It's a new. It's still so new that you know. I feel like mm-hmm. I had to ask that question. Um, I'm gonna get finishing up here um, just because I gotta get going here shortly. But I want to ask you uh, one more question before we start finishing sure. up. What? Where do you see yourself? I know we asked like, what's a great grab for you what's a good get but where do you see yourself as a journalist or like anywhere in the esports realm um do you see yourself as a owning an esports team or you know taking your website even further what uh what do you where do you see yourself in the next couple years um honestly i would in the next 10 years i'd just like to stick around and see where esports goes i'm pretty happy with how things are going right now and i'm pretty content with following how esports evolves I'd like to, you know, get more in depth and like get my hands more dirty in the esports scene. But as of right now, I'm pretty content with how things are running. Um, obviously, there's you know minor changes that I'd like to have. Like for example, I'd like to meet the players in person, have a personal interview. But for now, if I'm just speculating and watching them from the sidelines, that's I'm, that's something I'm okay with doing. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty happy with everything. As is, and I wouldn't change a single thing. I wouldn't have anything change at all. Just keep my website going along. Nice. Why don't you tell people where they can, like the website name, where they can get you on social media? Yeah. Um, so my web- the website I write on is called top10esports.com. Um, and my Twitter is King Siren, King underscore Siren. Um, and my Instagram is Shake Mashadi, S H A I K H M A S H A D I. One word. That's it. Thank you for having me on uh, the Itty Bitty Podcast. No problem. Do you have anything else you want to say before we finish up? Um, nothing really to say other, other than thank you. Um, yeah. That's it. I I thought it was a, an awesome conversation. I learned some stuff and, mm-hmm. um, you know, we talked about some stuff that I didn't really even consider. Um I, like I said, I want to do a couple of these different episodes throughout the the year. I think um, just to keep touching back on esports. So I'll keep in touch with you, and uh, maybe we'll get Absolutely. a panel going yeah. or something. And I'd uh, love to return for sure. Yeah, Shake. Thanks for coming on. I uh, appreciate you in, coming on the show. And I'll talk to you soon. I'll mm-hmm. talk to you guys next week. Okay. But thanks for tuning in to the Itty Bitty Podcast. If you are feeling the show and you made it to the end, make sure that you subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Tell your friends, tell your friends' friends. Make sure you get the word out so we can keep this show going. Um, in the next couple of weeks, I want to type to kind of mix up the different topics. So we're going to get into some shit that I like so you kind of get a glimpse into what I've been into lately. So I'm working on some different interviews for you guys so keep an eye out for that i'm not sure what we got next week i haven't really thought that far ahead but i've got a whole week to do that so don't worry about that we'll get have a brand new guest next week and make sure that you follow us on instagram and check us out on twitter as well see ya peace